Expounded Universe, Season 5, Episode 2, Fried Pickles. The book, Red Harvest by Joe Schreiber. The year, 2012. Chapters 4 through 7. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. Give me a big old teased hair, Darth. I feel like he might be a little on the anime side. He's a little anime. Let me ask you a question, John. How you doing? No, we're not doing that bidding. It's so real weird, but I'm still teabagging him. Welcome to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars Expanded Universe novel discussion podcast. And actually, I should say welcome back, because that's what I usually say. Eh, yeah, it's fine. It's close enough, right? Say. It's okay. Everything's fine. As always, I'm Jeff. That's John. As it always has been and ever shall be. <laughs> Since time immemorial. Yeah, we don't go into it very much on the podcast, but uh, we are ageless beings. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been doing this uh, forever. We exist parallel to what you mortals would call time. <laughs> yeah, see, you you think of time as as a straight line, but for us, it swirls around like so many Werther's original in a storm. Imagine four cheese dudes on the edge of a cliff. <laughs> Why would I do that? I don't know. Because it's fun. <laughs> Just imagine it. Just do it. Imagine them. What, what, what even is a cheese dude? It's what people call us from time to time. But, uh, I mean, we've never actually defined them, have we? I mean, to, to between I mean, us, we have. I mean... You know, outside of it being a restaurant, well, not just a restaurant exists in Vegas, but yeah, oh, that's right. For example, not uh, of course it exists in Las Vegas, and if you have been to the Cheese Dudes in Las Vegas, then obviously you also know what a Cheese Dude is, like the the primary menu item, yeah, the number one thing on the Cheese Dudes menu. Yeah, the, when you order the number one, yeah, when you order a number one, the Cheese Dudes combo, and then when you order a number two, and then you take a number two and a number one in your hands. <laughs> Don't you bring different uh, jokes from before the show onto the show. <laughs> That's all I do now. All I do is bring up jokes that we will not explain. <laughs> You're killing me. You want to work in some old something awful references as well? Oh, yeah, obviously. I'll do that at some point. Maybe make some jokes about microbe or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real sad I lost my mic. Well, I didn't lose my microbe shirt. I had that shirt for so goddamn long and it was just destroyed i mean given that the shirt you're wearing right now is so sleeve damaged that it's practically a tank top oh yeah it's it's impressive that you managed to wear a shirt to the point where you wouldn't wear it anymore yeah well yeah. i mean there's a point where it was like just the the uh like the armpits were just gaping holes mm -hmm. it was good and it was it was great even yeah the kind of shirts you'd wear to like go outside do yard work or wash a car yeah. things you would never do so obviously you can't have that shirt anymore exactly yeah. i was like oh this is shirt for working and since i don't do that i should get rid of this shirt obviously we should never say never because never is a concept that doesn't exist to our orthogonal to time minds <laughs> orthogonal to time <laughs> i'm diagonal to time oh that's right i'm sorry we're actually from two different ageless outside of time species yeah mm -hmm. and we we can't ever actually touch but we we will come close occasionally we just don't want to really oh yeah we're not going to touch not because we're, we're on two different uh, trajectories it's because that would be gay <laughs> it's not gay <laughs> we're just not the kind of friends what touch we don't hug either well we did you hugged me when my daughter was born that's true i did mm -hmm. i did do I, that i was like what the hell is happening oh, I'm no. So confused. oh no it wasn't unwelcome it was just i was like wait this isn't what hold on this is why like being, is this happening this is weird this is like being bitten by a horse <laughs> It is in no way different from being bitten by a horse. Little known fact, audience, if I hug you, it's going to be exactly like being bitten by a horse. <laughs> yeah, but by a friendly horse. <laughs> Just 
nibbled by a friendly horse. <laughs> I submit for the approval of the Midnight Society. How many the tale mi- of being nibbled by a friendly horse? How many Midnight Society gags are we gonna get to in how many episodes in a row? I wonder. I wonder. How come we haven't done any Legends of the Hidden Temple material recently, or like Salute Your Shorts or anything? I don't know. Salute Your Shorts comes up fairly often for me. It- <laughs> <laughs> watch it you <laughs> anyhow we're going to be doing chapters four through seven of red harvest john schneider's 2012 star wars zombie book yeah indeed mm-hmm. uh we toss a little extra chapter on here basically one some of the- episodes will be three some will be four because it's not quite like able to be divided equally. Well, but. the book has forty six chapters in it, so yeah. So uh, this will be the, this. If we were doing it completely normally, this would be the only time we'd have a remainder one tacked on. But I don't know. The reason we did it this time is because one of the chapters, chapter six in particular, is two pages. Yeah, it's literally front and back of one page. You're yeah. Like, All right, great. It's like one of those uh, those books on the back of the Bible that's just like a letter. One of the books in the back of the Bible. I like to imagine there's the full Bible and then books in the back of the Bible. <laughs> Isn't that what the Apocrypha is? Yeah. You know, you read the whole Bible and then there's there's a letter in the back and it's just Paul's letter to his mom. <laughs> I mean, we talked about this before. When I was a little kid, I was my parents made me attend some like in neighborhood Sunday school. Like it was literally at some lady's house. Yeah. And I memorized the Old Testament's titles so that I could win a candy bar. Yeah. And I can, I, that's just because back when I was a kid, I had a, a steel trap memory and I would memorize anything for any reason. Yeah. Uh, but I never gave a shit because there was no candy bar involved in memorizing the New Testament. <laughs> uh, but when I went through and read it, I was like, wow, a lot of these are like one page of, of something. Oh, you yeah. You get these like letters to the Ephesians or whatever that was like, uh, anyway, how you guys doing? Uh, everything's good with us. Merry Christmas, Paul, or whatever. And, and they're like one page long. Yeah. That's the, Those are the kind of books I'm referring to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, eh. They're, they're 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 like a couple pages. Mm, I had a really big Bible. I had a real big Bible. Real big, if you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> Wink. Hey, you know you know, ladies, what they say about a fellow with a big Bible. <laughs> uh, the one I always go to for being ridiculously short in the Bible is Old Testament Maccabees. Maccabees is short as fuck. Is it really? Because Maccabees to me, I didn't. Even, I forgot that was in there. I knew it was in there at one time because I had memorized it to win a candy bar, as previously mentioned. As as mentioned in our previous conversation. But in my head, Maccabees only exists as like a fake Chili's equivalent. Oh yeah. Come on down to Maccabees. Oh dude, Maccabees sounds like it would be great. Just all kinds of different mac and cheese. Oh dude, I would get the mac and cheese at Maccabees. That sounds amazing. God wants you to come down and destroy a bowl of our mac and cheese. <laughs> Man, I was reading last night about I was reading some business news. I don't know. I, I don't know. Why. Probably because last night was election night. I was just trying to drown it out. Yeah. Uh, so I was the business news I was reading was that Applebee's is on the rise right now as a restaurant. Huh. And the reason they're on the rise, even though their food is as close as possible to the definition of like cafeteria food is because of the dollar drinks is the dollar drinks. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. The dollar drinks apparently are driving their business now. The only thing I, I was reading, I was like, oh, good for them. Also, fucking dollar drinks. Yeah. Dollar what? drinks. Let's go do that shit. Yeah. Get and, just fucked up in the neighborhood. Yeah. That's their new slogan. There's a pretty close Applebee's. We can make this happen. Yeah. I've get, got I've got three of dollars. Applebee's get absolutely fucking tanked in well, the neighborhood. So how's that? Is it just there's one drink that's on yeah, tap? Or, they'll oh. do they'll do one drink that's like that's our dollar drink for okay. the month or whatever. All right. So, so you'll it's going to be some pumpkin nonsense because it's November. 
Well, I mean, it depends. At one point, it was fucking like Long Islands, and I was like, really? Holy fucking shit. dollar Long Islands? That's All right. nonsense. Oh, that reminds me. It was pumpkin at Chili's in the past month, October. Yeah. Who knows what it is now? Who could possibly know? Mid-market- Only Chili's does. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to Jeff and John Review Mid-Market Restaurant Drink Offerings. <laughs> What's your cheapest, strongest, shittiest drink? <laughs> Very good, sir. That would be the motor oil with ethanol in it. <laughs> Thank you. Mm. What's your shittiest d- combo drink? Our <laughs> cheapest gin mixed with our second cheapest gin. <laughs> Very good, sir. Vodka stuffed with rum. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, book. We read a book. Chapter four. Chapter four. Uh, by the way, all the chapters in this book have names. It's true. I did not write them down. I just wanted to note that. Maybe that'll become part of our our, uh, our gags as we progress through the book. Don't worry. There's plenty more chapters. There's so many chapters. But uh, chapter four, I think, was called like Hot Ships or something. Hot Ships. Hot Ships coming through. Hey, Hot Ships. <laughs> so chapter four opens with Pergus Frode. <laughs> <laughs> Pergus. I forgot his name was Pergus. Yeah, Pergus Frode. The non-Force uh, Awakened Sith mechanic uh, that operates the spaceport at the Sith Academy on, uh, let me see if I can say this right, Odasser Faustin? Probably. I think that's the name of the planet that we're dealing with. Yeah. The slightly snowy, crappy planet, Odasser Faustin. Yeah, uh, and uh, he's basically just like, yeah, I never cared about having Force powers, and I ain't got no Force powers, so they just hired me to... You know, hang out here, look after ships. Which That's is weird that he's, he's having that kind of mental monologue where he's like, ah, surrounded by Sith all day, but I ain't no Sith. Isn't that an unusual little conundrum? And I'm like, no, they they need service industry people. They're running a little business here. Yeah. Like, uh, obviously. <laughs> it's, it is a school for Sith. I, I don't think you're going to be like, oh, yeah, and then all the Sith do everything. <laughs> Imagine how irritating the school would be at that point. If they, like, even this guy whose only job is to, like, park spaceships and fuel them up. Oh, I love that. Also a Sith. You're I like, would love if there was, like, the Sith lunch lady <laughs> and had just, like, a red lightsaber ladle that they would put, like, shitty food onto your plate. Your lightsaber's burning my food. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't worry. We burned the food long ago. <laughs> And then this guy, hey, is my fuel, my ship ready to go? Indeed. It has been filled with the the darkest of oils. <laughs> I think you'll find everything is in order. Wink, wink. Oh, God, he's a sarcastic one. Uh, uh, sh- oh, I, no. Can we, can we replace him with a dude that doesn't have a hidden agenda? All <laughs> <laughs> Sith have a hidden agendas. I have seven. <laughs> I love I love the idea that everyone, every single person in the school is some manner of Sith. Mm-hmm. Like you got the Sith janitor just walking around. He's just one of them Sith that's like angry and doesn't have a secret. You're just like, hey man, what's going on? There's some barf in the uh, the gymnasium. Oh, fuck, I'll kill it. <laughs> Fucking barf, you kids. <laughs> Younglings. <laughs> that's what I'm going to drink later. Oh, I'm going to slaughter that barf like animals. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Sith, 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 and Roll High School is great. I'm really excited about that. I love it. I yeah. love everything about it. But anyway, it. sadly, it is not to be as Pergus Frode here is merely a dude. Merely a dude. Merely a non-Sith-powered dude who for uh, is hanging out with the uh, Darth Scabbers himself's unnamed assassin droid. Yeah, he's got an HK droid. He's got an Just HK. some HK droid. Its name is HK droid, and we can tell it's an HK droid because when a ship is coming in for a landing, he's like, oh, uh, Pergus Frode says to this HK droid, uh, the guys that Scabrus was expecting are landing, and the HK droid is like, statement, I know, I will inform Master Scabrus. 
And we're like, great, so it's one of these? It, yeah. How is this only assassin droids that have this weird stating what kind of sentence is coming up I feel mechanic. like in uh, KOTOR, there was the HK in that. HK-47, the most famous HK. And then every HK after that, whether it was in a book or a, uh, the like MMO, a video game yeah. or anything else, it's all just, oh, uh, if you're an HK droid, that's just how you are. Rejoinder, your mother. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, they have to do that because the one did it. So, yep. Makes even though that one was insane and reprogrammed a bunch of times and all broken and shit. Well, sure, it doesn't doesn't matter when you fix them. They all talk like that original one. That is Star Wars for you. That's, did any one thing happen to do something? Mm-hmm. Why? That's representative of all of those. Things. I'm really curious what the most complicated thing they can define the upcoming sentence as is. Huh. Can they be like circular reference? It is what it is. <laughs> Tautology. <laughs> I am what I am. <laughs> uh, uh, or late. if they can just do something very generic, like run on sentence, and then just do like <laughs> fucking the rhyme of the ancient mariner is one sentence. Dangling participle. <laughs> It'd be great if they spoke poorly, but still defined it as they were coming up to it. <laughs> Misleading quote. <laughs> Funky jams. And then he just starts beatboxing. <laughs> 80s power metal. <laughs> oh, you need to get yourself checked out. That's Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> Alright, well anyway, it, it it is indeed the case that uh, the two guys that Darth Scabrous was expecting are landing, and I'm sure it's, I should say that more ominously. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, Master Scabrous's guests have arrived. <laughs> anyway, this ship lands and down strolls two new dudes to the story, yep. uh, and their names are Dranok and... Uh, Scarl. Yep. And Dranok's like, stay in the car, Scarl. Scarl. <laughs> take the gun. Leave the gun. <laughs> Scarl, I need you to take the gun. Scarl, where's your mother? <laughs> so so Dranok is a human bounty hunter, we can tell because he doesn't get his species identified. Yep. Uh, he's a big bald dude wearing like white armor, so I assume he kind of looks like the troopers from the MMO. Yeah, probably. And uh, he comes stomping down all kinds of grumpy and ready to go. He's just like, hey, I'm Dranok. I'm the bounty hunter. If you need anything bounty hunted, I'm the guy to call. Dranok. I works with this here guy, Scarl. He's an Elvanian, as you can see. I absolutely love that we switch over to, like, as soon as they land, it goes from Pergus's point of view to Dranok's. Mm-hmm. And Dranok just comes out. Like he needs to impress the dude who's about to park his car. Mm-hmm. Like he just comes out and he's like, I'm the roughest, toughest, tootinest bounty hunter, whatever been. And you're like, the dude's like, very good, sir, keys. Yeah. <laughs> Pergus doesn't give one shit about this guy, but yeah, he comes down like an old timey, like, like, uh, like roustabout from the old west. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm the rootin', tootin', fightin', fartin' bounty hunter of the old space. Why, I'll whip my weight in stormtroopers, and if any man wishes for an extra five credits, he may throw in a gun dark. <laughs> oh, legend says I wrestled a tornado. <laughs> it was force sensitive, it was. <laughs> yeah, I just. I love the idea of getting off the ship and the first person you see, you're like, oh, I got to start talking to this guy. I mean, it's the sort of person who gives a bunch of extra instructions to the valet when you're parking your car. Yeah. He gets out of the car. He's like, I'm the rootinest, tootinest, fartinest, bartinest, who bangity wangitest. And by the way, don't uh, scratch up the paint. It's brand new. And also, you got to you got to 
jam the stick a little bit before you put it in gear. Obviously, I'm not going to try and scratch the paint, sir. I am a valet by trade. Oh, but I just need to make sure that you don't you don't ding it. You could already tell I'm going to give you a real shitty tip. <laughs> yeah, anyone who assumes that someone is incompetent at their job is probably someone that is going to give a shitty tip. That is true. And anyway, the other guy doesn't ever actually say anything. He's Scarl the Nelvanian. I assume that means he's from the species that made like the Care Bears movie and like uh, the Fairly Odd Parents. And no, shit. he's like, from Nirvana. Oh, he's from he's Nirvanian. No, he's Nelvanian, not Nirvanian. <laughs> oh, oh well, then never mind. I mean. <laughs> Ah, Nirvana reference. Oh. Ah. <laughs> That's none of my business. I'm just going to drink this Penny Royal tea. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to do a Nirvana joke, which I know isn't going to work. No. It's okay. I'm going to do it anyway, though, just so I can get to that sweet, sweet deke. <laughs> deke. Deke. <laughs> Give me the deke. Come on, man. Nirvana. That means he's kind of like a polar bear man. She wants the deke. <laughs> she wants that hot deke. She wants to watch some show made by Deke, like, I don't know, the Noozles. The Noozles? I think it was made by Deke. I don't know. I looked up what Nelvana made. They made Rock and Rule, the Care Bears movie. Uh, They are currently making, well, I don't know if it's been stopped yet or not, but the Fairly Odd Parents was one of the more recent things they were listed for. Is that still ongoing? Is that a going concern? I don't know. I I don't know. Is that what the kids are up to these days, that Cosmo and Wanda? Do these kids care about fairly uh, weird parents? Do the kids who watch that show understand all the Arnold Schwarzenegger references that are in it? I mean, they probably understand that they are references. <laughs> references maybe? to something. They're this guy's like, got a weird accent. This is a big weird guy. Yeah. Anyway, I tried. I tried to throw down an Elvana joke, but Don't John John isn't here to pick up the pieces. I'm not here. He's no butting me. No, but I will talk about something else. <laughs> Oh, that's the best kind of improv. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you seen this theater? No, but I have seen this dog poop. I sure do love mashed potatoes. <laughs> no, you don't, Oprah. <laughs> uh, anyhow, uh, yeah. Now, as far as we get from the book, a Nelvanian is basically a dog kind of thing. It's some like snouty, inward uh, pointing teeth. Yeah, it's it's an animal-like creature. Anytime I hear inward pointing teeth, I picture like an eel or something. Yes. That's... As soon as it said, and it was just the upper teeth, it was like, oh, the upper teeth point in. I'm like, that's got to be real awkward for you. Yeah, that mostly means that he traps his food, because the, the, the whole reason to have your po- teeth pointing inward is to stop stuff from getting past them on the way back out. Yeah. So, presume... so that you can like dig in there, and then they can't get away from you. Maybe he's based on like a gulper fish or a sleeper shark or something. Yeah. But he sounds pretty fuzzy, was he, to me? Yeah, I'll bet. I don't know. I don't know what an Elvanian is. I don't know if I'll ever know. Who could possibly know? <laughs> One thing I do know is that if you sp- subscribe to our Patreon at the $2 level, you get bonus content where we look stuff up on Wikipedia and then explain it to you later. Yep. And who knows what that could be? What topics might await you? What possible definition of some sort of weird dog shark could you could be coming your way? No one knows. I, I don't know. It certainly wasn't the thing I did my research on, so weird dog shark is probably nowhere near the mark. Oh, probably nowhere near. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, these two guys, for some reason, uh, Draynock is really big on trying to sell his services, even though he's just like a bounty hunter. So he's just like, yeah, you need anyone bounty hunter. I'm the guy. Anyway, I'm here to collect payment and give the shit what belongs to Lord Scabrous to Lord Scabrous. What, what? Yeah, and he's got a uh, like a silver briefcase attached to his arm, and he's like, where's that 
Scabrous. I gotta give him his dingle dong. Yeah. And the HK droid's like, uh, statement, fucking go this way, beepity boops. <laughs> well, you better have my payment. Additional statement, obviously, <laughs> duh. <laughs> Song reference, bitch, better have my money. <laughs> Clone high reference, Wesley. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we get a little bit into Dranok's mind where he's like, you know, things ain't been great recently. (laughs) The whole bounty hunting business, why it just ain't what it used to be. I ain't never caught that rabbit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He keeps keeps playing the start of that song wrong on the piano. (laughs) Do 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 He's got a real tin ear for the start of that song, I tells you. <laughs> so Dranok's like, man, everything sucks. And you know what sucks more than business being bad? Business being bad and having to split it. You know what? After this deal is done, I'm going to murder that Skarl. I know. I love that he's just working that out on the walk to Scabrous's tower. Yeah, he's just like, weenie here on Sith planet, and I've got no cares in the world. Why, I'm going to get payment and then kill my buddy. Yeah, he's just, I'll kill my friend. That's easy enough. No problemo. And, you know, as someone that has, of course, seen a lot of horror stuff, I'm I immediately recognize, oh, this dude's going to die, and the reason this is in here is so that we don't feel bad when he does. <laughs> I mean, everyone in this book seems like they're going to die, so I'm not all that I, I wasn't all that surprised either. Plus, he's going to talk to Scabrus, who so far hasn't shown that he's even capable of having a conversation with something that he doesn't consider like a turkey in a cage. Well, yeah, but for Star Wars novels, normally people aren't dying left and right. Yeah. I mean, usually that's because they're main characters and they can't. Yeah. But- they tend to be a little more subdued when it comes to it. Yeah. But it was immediately obvious that this was like, oh, you need to make us know mm-hmm. as the reader that this is a bad guy who's going to do bad things. This is so pretty- when Scabrous fucks his shit up, we aren't like, oh, no. We're like, ah, oh, good. Fuck that guy. Yeah, this is pretty standard zombie movie morality where a character gets one line to, to uh, introduce themselves before a zombie eats them. So they, they just say something like, it's too bad I'm a rapist. Yeah, no, it's one of those things where they're like, no, fuck you, you can't come into my car, I'm leaving without you, and then they, like, hit a speed bump and flip over and then die. There was a zombie in the back of the car already. Yeah. A- anything like that. It's just, it's just uh, you get one line, so make sure everyone knows that you were a bad person. Yep, we don't have a lot of time to do character building here, mm-hmm. we just need to quickly establish that you are an asshole and will deserve whatever is coming to you. <laughs> Hi there, my name's Jim, I'm gonna be in this zombie movie. Just so you know, I eat one grape off every bunch of grapes at the supermarket every time I go. Every single time. Never wash my hands when I go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm I'm Jim. Pleasure to meet you. Shake hands. By the way, last thing I touched was my own dick. <laughs> oh, zombies can eat you, Jim. Yep, sure is. Oh, you're damn right. Your dick I- first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I made reference to it, so that's going to be ironic. That's how that works, right? Yeah, that's how irony is. The last thing that you referenced, uh, that's irony. That's what Chekhov's dick is. <laughs> if a dick is mentioned, it has to get eaten by a zombie later. If a in- dick is up on the wall, <laughs> if you've got a dick on the mantle, then by the third act, someone's got to take that dick off. Kipton. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, he gets walked to Scabrous's big tower, and 
he's going up to meet Scabrous while kind of just being like, like, uh, oh, I'm going to kill that partner. And then right when they get to the tower, he's like, all right, Scarl, here's the deal. You stay out here and wait for me to come back and kill you. I mean, not kill you. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean I'm mean, i going to pet you or whatever it is you like. I'm going to go into that building and you need to stay here, Scarl. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I love it. Oh, it's uh, Walking Dead. Oh, see, that's what happened. I never watched. Wa- I watched the first episode of Walking Dead. Oh, well, hmm. you should have watched no more than that. In fact, actually, the first episode is pretty fine, and then... Yeah, I'm pretty uh, happy with my Walking Dead experience overall. Every season of Walking Dead, I just keep going, yep, that sure is Walking Dead. I like that they just wrote off the main character guy, that Rick Grimes fellow. Yeah, that's who I'm doing my dumb impression of. Oh, very good. But then also, as they... Oh, Carl. Yeah. Uh, As they wrote him off, they also announced that he'll be the star of three Walking Dead TV movies. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. They cannot let... Uh, what, it was it AMC that has that? Yes. That is the golden goose. Well, yeah, because it's the only thing on AMC that anyone watches, mm-hmm. so they're like, oh, sweet mother of God, please. <laughs> what, isn't Honey Boo Boo generating money anymore? Yeah. Well, like, they even made a uh, Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, I remember that. It was set in, like, TV LA. Show. Did that even last? Is it still going? I don't... It might still be, but it had the... <sighs> I did not like the premise... Because Wasn't it, it was, set like closer to the apocalypse than? Oh wait, they're both set right after the apocalypse. Never mind. Yeah, it's it's basically set right when it starts. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, you know, fucking uh, Walking Dead is, I think, a month or two or whatever after mm-hmm. the whole zombie apocalypse. Oh, that's right, because it has the 28 days later style intro. Yeah, Rick wakes up and is like, oh fuck me in the ass. Yeah, yeah. Or the, I guess I should really say the LMFAO style intro. Intro. The intro. The intro. The intro. Uh, it, it starts in a troll. Yeah, like the, uh, the intro too. Yeah. Put us intro too. That's what I meant to say. Put system mastery intro too. <laughs> See, it all works around. It Everything's eventually. fine. Just because I'm all fat tongue doesn't mean I can't. Uh, uh, I can't get to the jokes, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> ladies, I can barely talk. <laughs> That's what every lady wants. A guy that just trips over his own words. <laughs> so yeah, the uh the the two of them get to the tower and of course uh what's his nuts? I almost called him Dacon. Uh, Dr- Dranok. Dranok. Why would I call him Dacon? Uh, Cuz he's Wolverine's secret clone son. Yeah. I'm like, what what am I doing here? Anyway, oh, was it Dacon? Is he a radish? What are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> what are we what are we going for? Which anyway, joke did you want? Dranok. <laughs> yeah. Is like, oh, you know, I've heard stories about the Sith, and I was never scurred before, but now that I look at this tower, I'm a furred. <laughs> I got butterflies in my tummy. Oh, and then he burps, and a couple butterflies come out. <laughs> oh, this here's worse than cookies, beans, and weenies. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I'm sorry that this guy's got some sort of old cowboy voice, but don't worry, he'll die real soon, so we won't don't, keep doing it. Don't, don't you, you fret. <laughs> it's, it's a perfect bit for a short life. Yep, he is going to live in that bit for about another chapter. (laughs) So he goes into this elevator that goes up the center of the tower, and as it goes up the tower, the HK droid is just kind of... Oh, no, so the HK droid steps off the elevator right before it goes up. Yeah, he's like, all right, uh, let me lead you through a big dark hallway, Mm -hmm. and it's super spooky, Mm -hmm. and now here's an elevator. Go ahead, and Scabrous will meet you. I'll come with you. 90s exclamation. Psych. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not yeah so at this point fucking uh dranok is just like oh fuck i just remembered that the sith will kill people for no reason yeah why does anyone ever deal with them when they don't have to yeah it like 
again, the the thing with this is I was going to the MMO because I was like, oh, they got a bounty hunter and he's hanging out with like a Sith sorcerer or whatever. I'm like, oh, I get it. I, I understand. You want there to be like the stuff from the game. Yeah. But is the fact that he wasn't like, oh, no, I don't want to go into this tower because I know if I go into the fucking sanctum of a Sith, I am dead. Yeah. That will happen. That's the thing is like... I get it when you deal with the uh, with the new Star Wars continuity. I guess I shouldn't say new Star Wars continuity, but like classic the yeah. the uh, Battle of Yavin era. There's only a couple of Sith, and no one really knows how dangerous they are. And Vader doesn't necessarily kill everyone he comes across; just anyone who displeases him. Uh, but in this era, like Sith are super common, super well known. They have their own empire that is the Sith Empire, and there's a shit ton of them. And everyone's got to be. Com- there's got to be so many stories about how. Oh yeah. Don't deal with Sith, or they'll just... They'll, I mean, even if you do exactly what they say, they'll just fucking murder you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. If they're feeling particularly saucy that day, they'll just be like, yes, you have performed perfectly, and now you will never perform again! Exactly! And this dude's not like one of these subjects or something, so he's not obligated to go find him a flower, but here he is doing it anyway, even though there's a full-on 75% chance it means Sith death. Oh, yeah, I would have just been like... Hey, uh, HK Droid, take this to your master. Please return with my payment. Thank you and good day. Yeah, I trust you guys. I will not <laughs> leave the confines of my ship where I can leave quickly. Yeah. You'd think all dealings with Sith would be like, yeah, you give me the money first because otherwise I know you'll just murder me with a choke. Yeah. Even or- then, I still don't trust you, so I'm going to fly off the planet and then send a probe down, down the thing in it. Oh, yeah. No, I would definitely do all dealings through droids. I'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm only going to send a fucking droid to talk to you because there's no way I'm going to show up myself. Yeah, ab- absolutely not. But here we are. This guy's going up a big spooky elevator. Yeah. A- every couple floors he has to stop and watch David S. Pumpkins dance. <laughs> Any questions? <laughs> Several. <laughs> what are you doing in the Star Wars continuity? <laughs> I'm part of it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. He makes it up to the top, and there we find the uh, the remnants of what happened last time we saw Scabrous, where he had destroyed all of his uh, like potted plants and whatnot and scattered them all around because he was super angry that he had the wrong plant. Yeah, so the room's all covered in crushed flowers and nonsense, and I believe there's a little gore description here, too. I was mostly taken aback by the repeated, endless description of what Scabrous looks like, which is weird because I still am not quite sure. Well, yeah, I mean, at this point, uh, Dranok goes over to some of the flowers and like opens up his own case and is like, Oh, fuck. This looks exactly like one of the flowers that's on the floor. Yeah. I have definitely not brought the right thing. And the other thing is that when he got the flower, it was like he bought it illegally. He didn't steal it from somewhere or kill anyone for it or anything. No, he, he was just assured by the person selling it that, yeah, this is the, the goods. He was like, if you could buy the flower, why would you send a bounty hunter to do that? Yeah. You knew full well you had the wrong fucking thing, you dumb idiot. Uh, but now he's like, oh, yeah, shit, that's right. I'm going to go deal with a Sith. And he's like, maybe... Maybe I can just lie? If you're like, oh, yeah, that'll be a good that, plan. That'll, that'll, that'll I'll, work. I'll just horn swoggle him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never know the difference. I'll rustle some of his cattle on the way out. <laughs> Russell, Russell, Russell. <laughs> These cattle's name is Russell. <laughs> I, that really rustled my cattle. <laughs> so anyway, Scabber shows up, and at this point now he has perfect iron thick gray hair and, and an aquiline nose such features that are so sharp and defined he kind of to me at this point he kind of sounds like the description of what uh christopher lee looks like when he's a cartoon character in clone wars 
Like you ever seen pictures of what yeah. uh, Dooku looks like in Clone Wars, where he's yeah, like, okay. he's just like a normal dude, except his head's been replaced with a Moai statue. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Barracudas, I command you to enter. <laughs> you did it. You got the, the Hidden Temple reference. There it is. Oh, good job. <laughs> I mean, I'm not wrong. Christopher, the, Dooku's head in the Clone Wars is a Moa stat- Moai statue. This. True fact. Straight from Easter Island to the Force. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, Scabras comes out and he's just like, yes, Dacon or Dranok. Dacon. Dacon Blackblade. Conrad, what have you brought me? And he puts the case down. He's like, well, this is definitely the flower you wanted. I'll take that money and be on my way. Good day, sir. Oh, yeah, and he's like, ah, of course, your money. Y- your money. Uh, and he, like, points, and, and there's the HK droid standing near a briefcase full of money, but also, and he's like, before you leave, you must join me for a meal. Yeah, and the fucking droid comes up with one of those, like, giant platters with the round thing on top. Those are never... Has anyone ever been happy to see the contents of one of those? I mean, maybe. I guess if it's the beginning of a movie where a little kid gets rich, that's pretty much the only time, right? Yeah. If it's a little kid that gets one of those, then yeah, it's great. But if it's a full-grown adult, there's usually some nonsense in there. Yeah, like if you're Charlie Bucket or Little Orphan Annie, you're thrilled to see one of those serving trays with a big round top. Anyone else, there's no way there's not a body in there. That's going to open up and it's going to be a big steaming turkey or some shit. Yeah, it's going to be a big tasty pile of food or just money and just pull it up and it'll just be stacks of gold coins for some reason yeah that's that's fine but anyone anyone else it's meatloaf's dead and cooked body (laughs) so uh dranok is sitting there looking at it going like i don't I don't, I don't want to see what's I know, in here. I know full well please that that's just, not. Come please on, just let me leave. No, no, no Sith shenanigans. Can we? Can, can <laughs> you not fuck with me? Just kill me or let me go. Yeah. Can we? Can we skip this stage? I'm I, uncomfortable. I, I'm going to play my uncomfortable with this card. <laughs> I I get that you are a Sith and this is your whole business. Mm-hmm. Like this is the only thing you look forward to in your day is fucking with a dude. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> but please, come on. Can we just not? Well, anyway, he uses the dark force to make this guy sit down, and then the li- the uh, l- lid is taken off the steaming tray, and when you know it, it's the head of his old friend Scarl, boiled alive. Yep, a boiled Scarl head. A, the boiled head of this dude awaits him, and, and that that's when Scabras comes around, and he's like, Mmm, yes, most traitors eat their friends in the end. I've merely skipped you to that step. You were planning on betraying and murdering him after this, weren't you? Mm. Well, I've saved you the trouble of murdering him. Anyhow, you can leave if you simply eat his entire head. If you just eat this head... You may go. Pledge. (laughs) (laughs) If you merely eat this head and then carry this cherry in your buttocks, then you may go. All you must do is cross these hot coals with a blindfold, he says, scattering Doritos on the floor. (laughs) And also you must endure the wreck of the Hesperus, which is just me hitting you in the butt with a paddle. Whap! Whap! So... He lets up a little bit of the force control enough that he's like, here, I'll let you use a fork to feed yourself and eat this head of your old dude. Mm -hmm. And the guy attempts to stab Scabrous with Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And I'm like, 
what did you think was going to happen here? You've already been like force controlled in every way where you're like, oh yeah, this'll work though. I'm sure no one's attempted to stab a Sith before. That's it. <laughs> this is the one weakness they have. He had a glowing flashing yellow spot. <laughs> I waited him for him to do, for him to do his entire attack sequence. <laughs> uh, so sure enough, Scabrous just chokes his throat off and stops his hand. And is like, oh, how disappointing! I was sort of hoping to watch you eat ahead. The whole point of this was I wanted to fuck with you, but uh, fine, I guess you're not into it. Yeah, then he just kind of kills him. Yeah, and that's the end of that. Uh, Meanwhile. In the Okasser Faustin Academy, uh, in the specifically in like the danger room. Yeah, they have a training room that is just like a room full of mechanical arms and blades and things that come out and punch the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. They basically have a danger room, except it's all real and not holograms. Yeah, well, I mean, at one point, the danger room was just like pretty much this like stuff would come out and try and hit you with blades or like a big block would smash into you or whatever before that it was just hank mccoy in a trench coat and he wanted to show you something and that was the stranger danger room <laughs> <laughs> oh my stars and garters Ooh, I'm and i am of course wearing only stars and garters hello <laughs> just got little star pasties on and some garters <laughs> Big blue furry dick just swinging in the breeze. Just a swinging. Well, I mean, if this is old Hank, yeah, then it's just, not. He's just a big squat guy with fancy feet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hank McCoy's fancy feet. <laughs> this, this sounds like a job for Beast and his fanciest of feet. <laughs> I mean, it's not that different than the episode. Or There's an old uh, Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, where she has magic feet. And, yeah. and, she, and she calls them her educated feet. Yep. That's... McCoy's fancy feet. That sounds kind of like a cat food. Oh, yeah, I've got fancy feet. Yeah, okay. So, uh, anyhow, in this danger room, we meet a dude who is basically the blade instructor Shackweth's boss from the first uh, episode. Uh, and this dude is named, and I've got to look it up real quick, Zat Hracken. Yep, Zat Hracken is up there in the, like, where Professor X would sit yep, behind, like, the, the glass viewing center. He's in the control room. And he's looking down at Rat as yeah. Rat goes round and round. <laughs> He'll never find a way. <laughs> just give it time. Okay. Uh, his full name now is, is also available to us. We know more than just Rat. Now he is Manarat. do 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 Manarat. do 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 Banara at Anyhow, he's <laughs> You thought I was gonna say Manara at <laughs> He he's uh. a little he's a little sprightly fellow. Uh most of this chat this chapter is describing to us how tiny he is and yet how furious. Yeah, he's he's short and scrawny and everyone thinks that he's never going to make it because he's not big and tough like Lusk. Yeah, like Lusk-kun, who sadly is not in any of these chapters. Lusk-chan. <laughs> oh, Lusk-kun. Uh, yeah, that's right, female Sith, who only exists to say my name. Lusk-senpai. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Manara-at is here, and he is basically Tiny Wolverine- all over again. He's like uh, he's got a short man complex. He's immensely dangerous, and he is fucking up this training simulation. Yeah, so Real good. The we get to see him right as he fails one, and he's yeah. been 
beat up, and he has been at this for a while. Yeah, he's been at it for hours. He's got all kinds of bruises and slashes all over him. And he's like, one more. And Zat McCracken or whatever his name yeah, is. Big old Chet McCracken, <laughs> the the leader of the pack. I'm sorry, Zat Racken. Zat Racken. Zat Racken. Zat Racken. Uh, what Racken? Zat Racken. Oh, thank you. I didn't know which Racken you were referring to. Ligma balls. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be speaking to in this manner. <laughs> anyway anyhow he's like one more and zat's like nope i want to go to bed so we're done with this dumb shit my dude you're a big dumb idiot and uh, a little dumb idiot you're a tiny little baby idiot and no i'm not gonna sit here and watch you get the shit beat out of you again yeah and then uh he's just like but i only demand the training that luskakun is allowed uh and (laughs) fucking zat's like you know I appreciate that this little kid is just full of piss and vinegar. Yeah. He's just thinking to himself like, oh, okay, he wants what Luska gets. That's that's not good because the moment I give it to him, Luska will notice and come murder him. Oh, yeah. And also, like everyone who's one of the top rated students is like, well, I want what Luska has. Yeah. But he's he also thinks, you know, the neat, the neat thing about this guy is it's not so much that he's like super powerful as far as being like strong goes, but... Ooh, he's so good at manipulating people. Yeah. Like, his whole thing of, uh, he started the rumors of what was going on with Scabrous, and he's managed to get, like, even some of the teachers to believe his dumb bullshit. Yeah, this kid is just like the Alex Jones of, of ex- except Alex Jones is huge and gross. Yeah. Well, he's basically, Alex Jones is basically the Waru of Earth. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Come on and swim around in my meat. Uh, let me open up my big gold plates and you can swim in my meat. Come on, dive into Alex Jones. I'm all full of goblin vomit. <laughs> and gay frogs. <laughs> the Waru of Earth. Uh, uh, but no, this but this kid's basically just a badass kind of uh, mental manipulator. But he's demanding what Lusk gets. And so Zat's like, all right. You know what? Fuck it. Sure, one more time. Here what? we go. So he turns it on all the way to hard mode, and the room goes all dark. And uh, Well, yeah, he's he's like, all right, here we go. I'm going to start this up again. And Rat's like, all right, here here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to jump past whatever. And then <laughs> fucking Zat's just going, all right, you want the same training that fucking Lusk gets? Great, and turns the lights off. Yeah, the room goes fully dark, but it doesn't matter. Rat, Rat's become a total badass. He's having his crowning moment, and he goes dancing and spinning all over the building and ends up on the ceiling briefly, like, animating around as hard as he can. Oh, yeah, because with Sith, it's being powered by your horrible emotions, and as soon as he gets hit by something in the dark, instead of giving up, he just goes full rage monster Mm -hmm. and then sees using the Force. Starts running around with his arms flapping around behind his back like wind socks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's right. As long as you're full of rage, you too can be Naruto. Or the angry Naruto, Sasuke. The angry Naruto. <laughs> it's Naruto and the angry Naruto. <laughs> Look at these Narutos. There's so many Narutos here. There's sand Naruto. There's no powers Naruto. <laughs> so he, he goes flipping around the room, dodging all these big attacky things, cutting some of them off the ceiling, and then he pulls off his ultimate move, which I'm still a little unclear on. It's like he launches himself at the control room and smacks into the window of it like a bug. Oh, he straight fucking 
Garfield window hangers onto the <laughs> control room. Just splats into it like you're watching MXC, and he's got a Velcro suit. Oh, yeah. He, <laughs> he hits that control room glass and has just like got a big shirt that says baby on board on it. Like, he is hanging there. And then he makes the... <laughs> yeah. He slides down it. And this is supposed to be his badass moment. This is his impressive moment of he slammed into the glass and then it's just, oh, fuck. <laughs> Ultimate butterfly on wind on windshield technique. That's right. <laughs> I, I jumped past all of your traps and then I slammed my face directly into a glass pane. <laughs> How cool am I? I thought this was a push door. <laughs> <laughs> and he falls to the floor but lands on all of his feet looking all badass doing a cool three-point villain landing. Yeah, and... And Zat's like, huh, all right, maybe this guy does have some uh, potential in him. Yeah. I mean, he did go full rage monster. That's pretty good. That's pretty neat. So he turns all the lights back on, and and uh, Rat's like, yes, I have done it. Please, tell me, did Lusk, has Lusk-kun done as well as I? It's weird because he has to, he stops. He can't bring himself to ask the whole question. He's just like, has Lusk, and all, the, uh, all Zat can bring himself to say is, tomorrow. And then they turn off the lights and everyone goes to their rooms. But they know what each other meant, which yeah. is, hey, did Lusk ever do this? And he was like, no. No, Lusk didn't do that. But on the other hand, that's because Lusk wouldn't, you know, full on face plant into a glass wall. <laughs> no, Lusk has never <laughs> thrown himself face first at the control panel. <laughs> I thought you were trained to be like like a Darth, not like Ernest. <laughs> hey, Vern, watch this. Plot. <laughs> and then just like peels off just <laughs> flat and then floats down <laughs> you're right losk has never pulled off any cool ace ventura routines <laughs> correct losk is not one of the looney tunes <laughs> he's a real badass warrior not a fly <laughs> so uh at this point renat uh, renat rat the end is just missing that's what the apostrophe yeah, replaced. The, the apostrophe is for the end it's pronounced it's invisible it's the opposite of a silent consonant <laughs> Uh, so Rat goes wandering around the, the uh, grounds thinking to himself because he's still too worked up to go to bed and uh, he finds his way to the same temple at, that uh, right now Drynok is being forced to, to or I guess being murdered because he refuses to eat his friend's boiled head Yeah. Uh, so he walks to the temple and he's like there's footsteps here someone else has been allowed in this temple I have the requisite pangs of jealousy yeah. Ooh, was it one of the masters? Or was it Lusk himself? Was it a proctor in his shiny gold uh, gray-blue robes of a proctor? Uh, and Rat is just so like, oh, one day, one day I'll get into that tower. I'm like, why do you want to be in that tower? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's seen Scabrous a few times. He knows he's wandering around the... Like a big, uh, he's wandering around this temple like a big vampire. It, it, why would you want to go talk to him? Like he's the one who started the rumors that Scabrous was stealing students and murdering them. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, he then he goes to bed. Meanwhile, in chapter six. Meanwhile, in two pages of content. Well, let's check in with Pergus Frode again for the. I think the first time anyone's gotten two chapters of of. Uh, let's focus on this guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Pergus shows up and he's like. Well, I've been watching this here ship because they told me to leave her all fueled up and ready to go. And uh, so last spent... time I fell asleep on the job, I got the shit kicked out of me. So I, I assume that's just a side effect of working at a Sith temple. Is anytime you even slightly disappoint people, they're probably going to kill you. But in his case, they just beat the crap out of him. Yeah, he's like, oh, I had a broken jaw for months after the last time I fell asleep on the job. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, Dranok told him to keep the engines running. So he spent the past several hours keeping this ship's engines turned on. 
Uh, and he's just like, God, this is real rude. They should at least come back and tell me not to if they be, they're going to be gone for hours and hours. Yeah. When, when and, Oh, he's he's sitting there drinking, I believe it's called Java Rican Espresso. Yeah. I think that's like coffee type number eight we've come across. Hell yeah. I mean, it's a big galaxy. It's a big galaxy. There's a lot of kinds of coffee. Uh, does that mean he, have, he has like an espresso machine? Why is he drinking something so specific? Well, maybe he has it instant. Maybe he's got some K cups. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some K-Wing cups. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> it's a kind of spaceship. It's a kind of spaceship. Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one wing, one bore. Actually, there's six. <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, okay. He is drinking Java Rican espresso and reading a well-worn hollow mag called Hot Chips. Hot Chips. What is that? Is hot it, ships? I mean, I assumed it's the Hot Rod magazine for these people. Yeah, it could also be anime porn. I mean, it could. All these ships are sexy ladies. My my assumption was it was just like the Hot Rod Mag, the hot rod mag and he was sitting there like, ah, oh, yeah, look at all these new uh, converters that I could put into a ship. <laughs> if I could just get to Toshi Station. That's the only place you can get a converter. It's the only good place for power converters and fried pickles. It's it, the, the, Ooh, the fried pickles. One place in the galaxy. That's right. It's the only place you can find fried pickles. The guy who sells power converters. <laughs> I'm fried pickles. Hi, I'm fried pickles. <laughs> I'm here to sell power converters. This bit's weak even for sh- for system mastery. I don't even know why we're still doing it. <laughs> hey there, fried pickles here. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. You got you got some power you need to convert it into something? <laughs> Try me, fried pickles. You can convert it into fried pickles. That's what I sell. Power into fried pickle converters. That's why there's so many of me. <laughs> we aren't doing the same voice right now. It's two guys. It's been millions. There's so many. Please help. I'm Fried Pickles. Hi, I'm Fried Pickles. And I'm Fried Pickles. I'm Fried Pickles. <laughs> this is a terrible bit. Oh, this bit's great. I Fuck love, you. I, I love this terrible bit. This terrible bit is my baby, and I love it. <laughs> I love my dead gay terrible bit. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry about all of that. So anyway, <laughs> at this point, the the uh, HK droid just sort of appears, and uh, he's like, Hmm, that ship appears to a oh, statement. That ship is still uh, uh, warmed up. Yeah, and, you know, Purdy's like, yeah, they, they told me to fucking keep it running. Do you know if they're going to show up anytime soon? Uh, additional st- answer, I do not believe so. They they will not be showing up again. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay. I like that Purgus just goes, can I loot it then? Well, yeah, because he, <laughs> I mean, anyone who shows up to Darth Scabrous to talk with him has a 50 50 chance of walking back out of there. You think that if he's worked there for a few years, he knows full well what this means. Oh, yeah. Well, it's why he's not like, oh, my God, they're dead. He's just like, oh, can I, uh, can I loot some of their stuff? They got a really nice communication system yeah, in there. Yeah, he specifically wants to steal their onboard flight computer. He's like, that, that thing's normally that kind of ship has a really good onboard flight computer. Can I, uh, can I steal it? Uh, answer, I could not care at all. Yeah, the HK is like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, which is weird, because at that point, why doesn't he just go to, can I just have that spaceship? Yeah, that was the thing I was thinking. I was like, wait a minute, why are you saying, can I just have the computer? Why don't you go, hey, uh, can I just have a spaceship? Mm-hmm. Free spaceship for me? Free spaceship. And he's like, no, that is the thing I care about. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't care about the insides of the spaceship, but the whole spaceship I care about. Rejoinder, I wish for the hull. <laughs> I want to put my robo dick in it. <laughs> Innuendo. I would like to fuck that ship. 
That's the innuendo. Uh, well, so yeah, what is he actually going to do to the ship then if <laughs> fucking it is the innuendo? He's just going to ruin its day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I really fucked that ship. <laughs> At Illamat. <laughs> I was playing that ship in Illamat, and I just kept fucking it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, that That's pretty much the end of this chapter. He's like, sweet, I guess today's not going to be that bad. I got a free onboard flight computer from a hot spaceship. Cool. I get a, a flight computer and no one murdered me. Yeah, it's a great night for Purgus Frode. Yeah, that's an amazing night for a dude that works at a Sith Academy. Purgus T. Frode. Oh, 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 I'm richer than beyond my means. <laughs> I'm richer than beyond these beans. I'm richer than Beyonce. <laughs> uh, and these beans. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's the end of dealing with some stiff. Stiff, some S- some stiff, stiff, stiff Sith, Sith yeah, stuff, some, some stiff Sith stuff. That's fun to say. Yeah, it is. That's real good. <laughs> if you're into stiff, 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 you talking about your friend Rob Stiff? Yeah, Rob Stiff. If you're into some stiff, stiff, then go ahead and find the Orpheus Protocol. If you're into stiff Sith stuff, then you should check out our other podcast. Uh, expanded expounded universe that's my second mention of the patreon today i'm really working the metrics work it yeah anyhow we finally check in with who ostensibly is the main character of the book yeah i mean the back of the book was all about this one character that worked at a jedi greenhouse essentially and here we are on the planet marfa the uh the massive greenhouse colony why did you say that name <laughs> Marfa. Your, mo- your mother's name is Marfa? Well, it herf. <laughs> <laughs> so let's it herf. So anyhow, this is Hestizo Trace and she's waking up. And the best part of waking up is getting psychically yelled at by a plant. So it turns out that Mar- that uh, Hestizo has a Jedi power that is fairly uncommon and super annoying. Yeah, she can talk to plants. Mhm. And one of them can talk back. <laughs> so this this orchid is really communicative. It's like, hey, you need to come to my incubation chamber right away. And she's hey, like, something's wrong. Can something's you come wrong. down here? Come down. And she's like, oh, God, what's wrong with my important orchid? My really important orchid. And it's like, there's something wrong with my incubation chamber. And she's like, oh. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, right. I know what that is. I don't care. Yeah, I'll be there in a, <laughs> I don't know, a minute. Oh, no. I'm quite worried about this. How come you, were, how come you said, oh, I'm, I'm scared? Oh, I'm an orchid. I'm Orchid 3PO. Uh, I'm an orchid. C- That's C- what you sound like. C3- uh. C-3P Orchid is is uh, is bother- bothering her because he's quite perturbed about something. But it turns out she can just talk to plants. She has the force power to talk to plants. And much like Dr. Doolittle found out right away, plants are annoying. Or at least he would have <laughs> if he didn't talk to animals. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it turns out that the orchid is the most... Uh, force-sensitive plant that they've got. So that's why it can just straight up be like, hey, what's up? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Normally, she has to like get near the plants mm-hmm. or touch them or something to communicate with them. But even then, there's this sort of low background, like, piece of carrots, piece of carrots, piece of carrots, yeah, of all she, the plants here. She basically has that Superman complaining about how he can hear everyone's problems all the time issue. Yeah. Uh, but except she loves it, and she works in a greenhouse so that she can hear plant, plants uh, constantly talking to each other about plant stuff. Yep. Yeah. 
So Hestizo Trace uh, is way into this. My roots hurt. <laughs> Did you see that vine over there? She's such a slut. <laughs> She'll spread over anyone. <laughs> it's just that stuff. <laughs> Holy shit, a talking plant. <laughs> Uh, Indeed. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so, so she's gonna get up and go deal with this talking plant that won't stop bothering her. Can't stop. Can't. Won't stop. Won't can't stop. stop. Won't. Won't. Won't stop the beat. And uh, she is gonna go get some different type of coffee. Yeah, I forget what this one was called, but it's yet another kind of space coffee. And she meets her. Is this? the person in charge or just someone else that works there he is the ag he is a jedi ag director that's what it said in his uh, i have in his notes oh no he's an aggravated director (laughs) he He, does ag damage yeah his damage is not easily healed and his name is wall venus (laughs) 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 so let's let's meet up with (laughs) don't worry folks he also dies right away there's not a lot don't worry about wall venus (laughs) Uh, <laughs> what happens when you meet Walbenus? Oh, that's how you get walnuts. <laughs> that's below the Walbenus. <laughs> He's in charge of growing the walnuts. <sighs> so Walbenus is like her boss, and he has a cup of calf for her, or vine calf, or caffeine, or whatever the fuck. I forget yeah, which what, one it is. Whatever dumb made-up name for coffee they have. Whatever space coffee, because she always forgets to make it for herself. Yep. And it's... <laughs> After going through a few chapters of, like, being at the Sith Academy and everyone being, like, evil and intense about fucking everything, and then checking in here and they're like, hey, no, you're still sleepy? Have some coffee. I'm gonna go deal with some plants. We're all very calm and Jedi here. Everything's fine. No one has a secret ulterior motive, especially not me. I do have a speech impediment, though. <laughs> One that makes me sound scheming. <laughs> Yes. I'm half Sith on my parents' side. <laughs> no, no. This is just a speech impediment I have. <laughs> I'm actually quite trustworthy, don't you know? <laughs> uh, is that why your first name is Darth Venus? <laughs> Darth Venus. <laughs> yes, but. Uh, yes, well, that's just a title. My real name is Green. Green Venus. <laughs> I'm chock full of country goodness. <laughs> what luck, there's a French fry in my beard. <laughs> Anyhow, this guy gives her some coffee and asks her to go check in on the Pulsifarian Moss Colony. Yeah, because she's the only one that can deal with the parasites or the plant or both. Yeah, the Pulsifarian Moss Colony keeps building steel drums and she and she needs to get out there and stop that shit. <laughs> Uh, Pulsifarian. <laughs> I wrote down the names of every kind of plant so I wouldn't forget them. Every kind of plant. <laughs> Listen to this. Anemone, uh, azalea. No, it's, uh, There's three here. First of all, she gets asked to deal with the Pulsifarian moss colonies. Later, we're going to meet a Malpasican squid pine and a Panopticon widow. Ah, oh, there we go. Malpasican squid pine. That was fun to say. Anyway, so she gets sent to go do some stuff in this giant greenhouse. But she's first going to go deal with that whiny orchid what's always concentrating the force at her. Yep. And now, she does mention on the walk that this is the strongest plant she's ever encountered in the force. And I wonder if that counts like, you know, Zephliffles and Hodins and stuff like like intelligent plant species. Well, I, 
I don't think you would call them a plant at that point. Oh, they're just they're just vegetation species. Yeah, they're 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 species that are vegetal in nature, <laughs> but uh, animal, vegetable, mineral. <laughs> none of those. All. Oh. oh man, it's vegetal, not vegetable. Nah, vegetal. <laughs> so. Yeah, maybe she's just never met one of those. Maybe. Like, specifically not a Jedi one. Like, maybe there are some Zephyrful Jedi out there, but she's never seen one. Maybe. Yeah, that could be. Anyhow, this this Murakami orchid, as it's known, yeah. uh, is the most Force-sensitive plant she's ever encountered. And it's a big black orchid. Mm-hmm. Why does the name Murakami sound familiar to me? It's like an artist or something. Murakami? Glenn yeah. Murakami, I want to say. <laughs> maybe. I don't remember who that is. I just know it's in my head for some reason. Right now, some dude who's a huge Glenn Murakami fan is like, God damn it. Oh, God. Ooh, I'll, I'll haunt them. Ooh, when I die, <laughs> I'm going to haunt you so hard. Pulling the gun to his head. Can't <laughs> wait to haunt those two idiots. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be great. So uh, anyhow, she goes to- into this big building where the uh, where the root, the, her little orchid thing is. And she lets herself into the incubation chamber where the orchid hangs out. Yeah. And the orchid is... Just being whiny the whole time. Yeah, it, he, she's just like, so okay, what is it? I was cold last night, and she's like, yes, I turned down the the uh, temperature of your incubation chamber by two degrees. I could turn it down by twenty, and it wouldn't hurt you. You're actually a lot hardier than you think you are. You just bitch about everything. Oh, I'm scared. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> oh, oh, I was scared. <laughs> oh, it's uh, Haruki Murakami, by oh, the way. Okay, well, who's that? Uh, Japanese writer. Oh, okay. I don't know why that was in my head. Yeah. Anyhow, the Murakami Orchid. Did he write zombie books? Is this a, is is this a nod? No, Aww. it is not. Okay. Well, fair enough. Anyhow, uh, she leaves the orchid to its own devices because she's already taken care of it for the day, and she goes off to start dealing with things when she suddenly realizes a sense in the force. Shit's fucked up. She hears rustling in the trees. She's not alone. Someone's rustling these trees. <laughs> Russell, Russell, Russell. Tranok, is that you rustling my trees again? <laughs> Russell. <laughs> By God, I'll get all these trees. Oh, these trees. <laughs> uh, anyway, it turns out it's yet another bounty hunter, and this bounty hunter has already laid waste to to, uh, Wal- to the Venus. To Wal- Venus. He has penetrated the Venus <laughs> the with be- his own big spear. That's the end of Wal- Venus. I'm sorry, everybody. We can't tell you more about him. By the way, I think his name's actually Wal- Venice. There's two N's in there, but eh. I'm, not, I'm not pronouncing it right. How, how would I possibly know how to pronounce that? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Venus. Yeah, that's just like my favorite sport to watch on TV, Tenus. Yeah. I, I love watching I love Tenus. Down at Wimbledon, checking out that Tenus match. Ah, uh, yes. Wimbledon. Wembley did <laughs> Wembleydale cheese. Uh, okay, so someone has thrown a spear right through the back of Venus's head and pinned him to a ma- Malpasican squid pine. Yep. Uh, and he is, there's blood pooling under his head. It's all very scary. And she's like, what the hell happened? And that's when she notices, moving through the trees, a huge furry monster. Yeah, she's got to try and find out what she can oh that's right first she has to check the panopticon widow yeah so she fucking mind melds with a tree that has all of these little like eyeball leaves it doesn't move around or anything it just can see all kinds of stuff for some reason yeah so when she mind melds with this tree all of a sudden she's got like 360 degree vision and also is 30 feet tall because the tree's huge yeah so she mind melds with the tree and she sees everything she sees her dead boss venus 
And it's too late. She's seen everything. She's already seen her boss, Venus. Uh, <laughs> she's seen her boss, Venus, and now she's about to make a complaint to the corporate. Coming in 2019 from DreamWorks Pictures. My Venus. The boss, Venus. Oh, boss, Venus. <laughs> Still voiced by Alec Baldwin. <laughs> so, as soon as she mind melds, though, she's like, huh, that's weird. I can't... Uh, I can't see anyone that's going to... Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So it turns out she left herself open, and she is immediately attacked by this mighty furry bounty hunter, uh, Sweetums from the Muppets. Yes. It's actually a whiphead. Yeah. A, there's a lot of whiphead business that's gone on in the books we've read. We've been pretty lucky on the whiphead front. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We've, we've met... We, in three books now, out of our five, have been whiphids. Yep. Uh, we've met we've met the whippeds on the actual planet Tula or whatever it was, and also we met Lady Valerian and her and her husband to be uh, Gromus Chop Chop or whatever his name was. I yeah, that's it, right. I was pretty sure it was. Yeah, it was it was Punkus Chornock. <laughs> yeah, that's that that sounds right. Anyhow, uh, okay, so she gets attacked by this this whiphead, and he is very in control of the situation. Oh yeah, he just beats the ever-loving Christ out of her and... Then chokes her with his nasty, stinky foot in a part that I swear read like fetish material. Oh, yeah. That got real fetish real fast. Just He's talking just like, about the pressure of his stinky feet all his, over her oh, face. His fetid feet made a perfect seal on her mouth and she could not breathe. Could breathe nothing but foot. And as the foot penetrated and smothered her, the perfect foot of nasty fetidness. The foot, bitch. <laughs> and then he had to fill her hands with pee. <laughs> so, so we get some we get some Quentin Tarantino foot fetish whiphead business. It's also, I think, for me, great to have a Jedi that's like, what do you do? I talk to plants. Do you even have a lightsaber? No. Why would I have a lightsaber? I... What am I going to use that for? Trimming the hedges? Fuck you. I don't have anything like that. I, do I also don't have, like, telekinetic abilities. I can't just shove this whippet off me. Yeah. All I do is talk to plants. That's it. I mean, we've seen badasses who can talk to plants before. We met that Ithorian dude who was a Moma Nadon, and he, like, was like, Yeah, well, oh, yeah. he can talk to the plants that can talk. Yeah. It's He's not like, like he talks to any plant. No, he doesn't talk to every plant, but he can talk to every plant. They just don't talk back. Well, yeah, anyone can do that. I can do that. <laughs> Yeah, but you're not as good as him. <laughs> also, you can't detach your dick, or you would have by now, because frankly, it's... it's. I mean, what am I going to do with it? <laughs> Dead weight. <laughs> I got to get rid of this thing. <laughs> it's brought me nothing but trouble. <laughs> but he did manage to lure people into his death trees and stuff like that, which you'd think that'd be her move. Yeah. But instead, she just gets completely beaten up by this dude and then foot fetish smothered by him for a while. Yeah, and so... Uh, he just grabs her by the throat and drags her around and is like, where's the orchid? Yeah, and she's like, oh, it's over there. Like, she doesn't actually care that much about this orchid. It's, I mean, I think she does, but in this chapter, she's just like, oh, no, it's over there. You can go get it. You so Yeah, like, what is what is she going to do? Not tell the big guy where it is? Yeah, it's not as huge of a secret to her as it probably is to everyone else in the galaxy. So she he drags her over to the incubator chamber, and she's like, wait, if you take the orchid out, and he's already grabbed the orchid, and it's oh, yeah, starting to die in his hands. He has smashed the incubator and grabbed the orchid already. And, yeah, and it starts to die in his hands, and he's like, what's going on? She's like, "It can't. if it's out of the incubator, it can't be more than a meter away from me. Like, I am, my force power is the only thing that will keep it alive if it's out of the incubator. Yeah, and then, uh, having heard that, he, he decides to smack her in the face with the butt of a, sphere, a spear. And that seems like a real bad plan to me. Yeah, because it's like he knows that she does that when she's unconscious. Yeah, because I'm like, if you knock her out, how do you know this isn't a conscious thing that, like, oh, I have to be within a meter of it 
and actively willing it to be alive. Yeah, I'm sure he'll find out one way or the other real quick. Yep. But you'd think for a bounty hunter who this is probably a pretty big score to go attack some Jedi outpost mm-hmm. that uh, you'd uh, be like planet pretty, of Jedi, yeah. Pretty fucking careful about that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, he knocks her unconscious, and as her vision turns to black, we draw the curtains on this episode of, of System Mastery. What? what? No, Expounded what? Universe. What? Where, where am I? <laughs> Mommy? Is this a dream? I haven't read a good role-playing game recently. I, I don't know how to finish this. Is this a dream? John, what was your favorite part of this role-playing game? Uh, definitely the part where I farted. Uh, that Me too. Definitely too. that. The part where you farted. In the book. <laughs> I farted into the book. We meet the whip hit, Danka Buttnugs. <laughs> Danka Buttnugs. <laughs> Wall Venus. <laughs> All right. That's where the chapter, or chapter seven ends. And we draw the curtains and we're done for one week until we do more Red Harvest. Until we get a little more of that Red, Red Harvest. <laughs> Stay close to me. Uh, all right. So. Did you enjoy these chapters, John? Honestly, as much as I'm making fun of it, I, this book's pretty fun so far. Yeah, I I think it really is because it's not beholden to any main characters that we know. No. Like, it can just tell a story instead of being like, all right, fucking, and also Luke is there and he's cool and nothing can happen to him. Uh, yeah, they can kill anyone in this book with reckless abandon, and it's really fun. Yeah, they can do whatever they want. They've already murdered like three people on screen. I'm, I'm sure it'll get stupid by the end, but for now, I'm still. This is kind of a rollicking good time. Yeah, yeah. Early premonitions that I'm sure will be betrayed in the end. Ah, uh, yes. Mm. Anyway, if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear yet more Star Wars Good Times content, why don't you head on down to patreon.com slash system mastery for Star Wars Good Time content number one, A-OK America. (laughs) Cowboy Good Time. (laughs) Do you want our good times? I looked up Venuses for another Star Wars mustache ride. (laughs) Here we are. I went to Wikipedia and looked up the proud line of the Venus. (laughs) The Venus goes way back. It's a long Venus history. <laughs> Measured from the base. <laughs> Thick, veiny history of the Venus. <laughs> Tragically cut. Short, cut just short. Now, just now when he died. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, go to patreon.com slash system mastery and support our show at the $2 level. And you will unlock yet so much bonus content. Uh, where we will go to Wikipedia, look up fun stories, and tell them to each other, and make fun of each other and also our stories. Yeah. And it's if a you, lot of fun. If you get to that $5 level, you'll really understand why we keep talking about things being thick and uncut, because you'll have access to the afterthought. <laughs> you won't just think that we both like to talk about big dicks. <laughs> nope. I mean, we do, but also... So much. <laughs> there's a reference here. <laughs> So support us at the one, two, or five dollar levels to unlock all kinds of fascinating content. We strongly recommend that five dollar level. I don't know. I, I think it's just because it's the best level. It's not because I have any kind of vested interest in it. It's it's not because you have a baby to feed. Yeah, I don't have to feed that baby. Or I don't have to feed no, that baby. No. I mean, if I wanted to, I could just let that baby starve. <laughs> and so could you, listeners. But if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to have a daily update of my starving baby. <laughs> And I mean, me, it's a very short series of updates. And me wagging my finger at you. <laughs> Save our baby, my baby. It's some <laughs> Our it's, baby. It, well, it's our in the sense that it's mine and, and, and the baby's mom. Yeah. 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 Mom's baby. It, mom. The baby is not the baby's mom. That's The baby is not the baby's mom. <laughs> Who is the baby's mom? Tune into Maury tomorrow. 
Stop by patreon.com slash system mastery and support us. Otherwise, find us at systemmasterypodcast.com or system mastery on Gmail, Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, all those fun places, all them social media channels. You can follow us safely there because we are not neo Nazis. <laughs> That's true. We are not going to spout hatred. All we are going to do is, I don't know, probably be dumb idiots. Preach love and be dumb idiots. Yep. And all those things at System Mastery. And until that, until such time as you do those things or we come back, I've been Elan Sleezbagano. And I've got a big old penis. <laughs> Give me a big old teased hair, Darth. I feel like he might be a little on the anime side. He's a little anime. Just let me ask you a question, John. How you doing? No, we're not doing that bidding. It's real weird, but I'm still teabagging him.